All right, welcome back again. Episode two of Highly Taken. This is me, David Siegbert, back at you again from Tallahassee. Christian back here from Maryland. Nick back here in Jacksonville. Let's get it, guys. So today we're going to start our new segment. We're going to do this weekly. It's going to be called Gone in 60 Seconds. We're going to have them two chug a drink and try to do it within 60 seconds as I tell you about something random happening in the sports world. So whenever you guys are ready, I can start that up. Uh, I'm going to get that. uh, I'm not not prepared. I mean, this is we're we're, I'm drinking trying to make it a little equal because I can actually drink. But like this is this is not this is not going to be easy. I don't know what we're going over, Christian. He he won't tell us. So this is like brand new to us. So let's let's see what he has for us. I got the timer set up. All right. On your marks. Get set. Go. So today on Gone in 60 Seconds, we'll be talking about a small Japanese town in Saruta who is famous for hosting a championship of tug of war. But not in the way that you expect. This version involves bald guys putting suction cups on their heads and pulling it like tug of war. Though COVID has halted the last three years of the championships, this year they finally were able to bring it back. This makes a positive note of baldness for those men who are self-conscious and they can finally find their own sport. The baldies will sit across from each other, pulling in opposite directions with the suction cups attached by a string connected to the follicular deficient men. The loser is one whose suction cup falls off first. It seems like a fun time and I can't wait for my Uncle Will and my Uncle Devin to try this at the next family gathering. You guys still have uh, about 14 seconds. Uh, I'm done. That's at 50 seconds, so. What in the world will we just... A tug of war? It's it's tug of war. Oh. It, it, they do it in Japan. It's tug of war, but they put a suction cup on each other's head, and like they just pull back and forth. Whoever suction cup falls out first is the loser. I made a I mess. That. So I'm sorry, but we're talking about tug of war. This is an actual actual yeah. sport, right? It's a sport that sucks, but in a good way. No. Listen, no pause. That was, no pause. That was not easy. Um, to be honest, Christian kind of he was supposed to get a seltzer on that to make it hard. He definitely wouldn't have finished, especially if he was listening. I don't think he was really listening to what David was saying because I, honestly, all I heard was my father and my uncle thrown in there at one point, and that's about it. When he right. when he put that in there, it really really threw me off. Like I'm sitting there, what are my brothers doing on this? But but you know, as you can see, you know, I'm balding. My brothers are bald as can be, so like it's perfect. It worked you out perfect. You didn't hear at all. I'm what the, the sport last was. member in this family with a full set of hair. You you didn't hear at all what the sport was, Christian? Not at all. No. No, it was tug of war with suction cups on the head. Yeah, there we go. For for bald for bald people. Yeah. I, it was a great segment. I can't wait to watch this sport, guys. It's probably going to be on the Ocho. Um, you know, I, I think that's a bold statement, Cotton. But a bold, I think, yeah, and a bold one, statement. Oh, I love it. All right, so let's let's get into it, guys. Um, we're going to start with our predictions. Obviously, the schedule came out this week um, for the NFL. We're gonna we're gonna run this through, you know, set like week by week. Um, we're going to start with the AFC and NFC North. I'm going to, I'm going to lead this off with Christian, see what he has, you know, until what he's looking at on the AFC North. We'll start with them. 
um, kind of give a rundown of what he thinks is going to happen this year for them. Um, you know, give his records, what he, what's going on. But anyway, Christian, I'm going to leave it to you. Do your thing. Let's see what you got. So starting off here, I'm going to take it in, in my, like, row of how I see the division going. So winning the AFC North uh, is going to be, in my opinion, the Jets this season. Uh, Can we pause? Can we pause for a second? Christian, uh, you know what? Oh, my you God, know, I did it again. Oh, my God, I did um, it again. It's a I want to say he is our little dumbass. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that in there right there. He's a dumbass. <laughs> we had a conversation about this before. I know he's so set on the Jets just being a phenomenal team. He doesn't realize what's actually happening in the AFC North. So, Christian, just to, just to give you a little, little reminder, um, I think you mean to say the Bengals. Just throw that out there, but go ahead. Go ahead and start. Wait, wait, before you start again, um, did you do the whole entire AFC uh, East? No. Okay, okay. Just making sure. All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> uh, for me personally, the number one seed I have in the uh, North for the AFC, it's going to be the Bengals. I feel like that's a clear and obvious call here. Uh, I'm predicting them to go somewhere between an 11 and 6 record to a 12 and 5 record. Uh, they're starting off the season with Cleveland at Cleveland, and then they bring it back home to the Ravens, then the Rams, and then the Titans as their first four. I think you see them go 4-0 through the first four weeks right off the bat. Then they go to the Cardinals and the Seahawks. I think they'll lose one of those games between one of the two teams. I think both are going to be mediocre teams that everyone believes they should be quick stepovers, but they're not going to be. Follow it down and continue with the Niners, then the Bills, then the Texans, and the Ravens. I think they go ahead and split there. I think they'll lose to the Niners and the Bills both, but then come back and beat the Texans and Ravens very well. Continuing to go to the Steelers and then the Jags, and then the Colts, and then the Vikings. I think they'll go three out of four on that as well, only with their loss coming to the Vikings. And they finish out the season with the Steelers, the Chiefs, and the Browns. And I think they'll win one more or lose one more being to the Chiefs because I just think Joe Burr, I think Patty Mahomes is going to have the team really to do it this year. And uh, with that right there, I mean, that's what? That's five losses, I want to say. And so they're sitting at a 12-5 and five record on the season. And I think that's going to be what wins you that division because I don't think the second-best team, being Lamar and the Ravens, are going to be able to keep up. I do I do agree with that. Um, so where, where do you have the Ravens sitting at uh, at the end of the season this year as well? So Ravens are kind of almost kind of like the same thing. Uh, I don't have them just as high as Cincinnati. I have them winning anywhere between nine to ten games. I think a lot of the problems we're seeing with Lamar or a lot of the question marks that we have coming around Lamar are going to really prove out to why they've been question marks throughout the year. I think the throwing's not going to be there to where we believe it should be for a $260 million quarterback. I don't believe that they're going to have all the offensive pieces around them either to go ahead out there and beat a team like the Bengals. Because when you look at that offense compared to the Bengals offense, Lamar doesn't have the weapons. I mean, yeah, you have Odell Beckham, you have Zay Flowers, but you have what? An aging wide receiver who hasn't played since the Super Bowl at this point two seasons ago, coming off a torn ACL and a rookie wideout. So we don't know what's to come with that. And again, a quarterback who has so many question marks about around his arm. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, I really, 
you know, where I sit with Lamar is, you know, you're looking at a guy that just got paid a lot of money. I mean, he, he was good at what Lamar does. Lamar is Lamar. We all know what he is, but when you see these people get their money, I, I, I really don't know what they're going to do in the future because a lot of these people, they go out there just for the money. They don't really care about these accolades. They they literally just do what they want to do. Um, my biggest question with Lamar is, does he stay healthy this year? And, you know, I, I don't want to see him kind of be like that RG3 where we, we grew mm-hmm. up, we watched RG3 and, you know, he was great, but, you know, being that dual threat – early on was just not not great so I don't disagree I think the Ravens are going to be pretty good um so what do you have for the rest of the division what do you, where do you see the Browns and Steelers sitting at right now so that was about to get to that so for me uh I have the Browns sitting at three I think the Steelers are going to be the weak link in that division and I have the Browns sitting at three and the reason I had the Browns sitting at three though is I feel as though they had the potential to become the number two team. I think they can pass the Ravens in the standings there at, by the end of the season. My biggest concern is Deshaun Watson, and I feel that's been everybody's biggest concern. I mean, even coming back in the last year, I'm pretty sure he was only averaging about any just over 200 pass yards a game. He was not looking good. He did not look that great at all. And, I mean, you're still playing with the likes of, like, Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones, like good good wideouts who are on that team to help you. Yeah, and you and saw again, Cleveland, you know what I mean? We you can't, saw Chubb like there, too. Year, yeah, every year we're like, hey, hey, you know, they're going to they're gonna do it this year, and they haven't. They never have. Not, you know what I mean? So I would love to say I can see them in the two spot. I would love to see some success out of Cleveland. But I think for them right now, I have them falling anywhere between an 8-9 and nine to a 9-8 and eight record, splitting at about right about 500. I, I, I think there's potential for them to go all the way up to 10 to 11 wins. But there's also potential yeah. for them to go all the way down to six to seven wins, and I feel like that's my biggest problem with them. It's it's a it's a question mark um, for sure. Uh, so I mean, I I agree with that with them. What what do you have the Steelers sitting at with their their you know their record? What what are they looking at in their standings? Uh, I had the Steelers winning anywhere from seven to eight games this year, going with a seven and ten or an eight and nine record as well. I think that Pittsburgh's a young team. I feel like they're a fairly good team. They're just not a good enough team in the division that they're in. The division that they're in is a very hard division. I mean, the Bengals are going to run that for years to come. If the you know the Ravens keep always coming with a good defense, so Ravens are always going to be all there in the talks. I just don't think it's time for Pittsburgh yet. I don't know enough about Kenny Pickett. We still haven't seen a full season under his belt. But, I mean, they have George Pickens over there, who's a baller. They have Deontay Johnson over there, who's a baller. Like, they have... They have a roster set up that could play very well. The thing is, is they're just they're a very young roster, and it's going to take time, and we have to see how they all pan out. And so I believe that because of that, that is the reason they fall last into the division. But under head coach, uh, head coach Mike Tomlin, I will say they could push for a playoff spot because that's always how he does it. Hey, I'll tell you what, Christian. I think, uh, I think for years now, I think he's been the certified baller there in Steelers. I would I mean, agree. I, no, I mean, I, I will I say Tomlin, Tomlin's taken teams there that really, I mean, he took a Roethlisberger, really a guy that was on the back end of his career, couldn't even throw the ball and still kept it within like close to 500, if not 500, which, which honestly, I mean, that that's the biggest thing is like the Steelers, they always have that defense, right? So yeah. we're, we're looking at a defense that really is going to 
most likely be a top five defense no matter what. And I agree with you with that, but we don't know. We don't know if Kenny Pickett is going to be a weapon or if he's going to be a problem. And that's the biggest thing. So um, I, I like your picks to, to an extent. Uh, I want to see what David has to say on this one. I'm going to go in reverse order here. Um, I I think the AFC North is probably the best division top to bottom in all of the NFL. I say them, maybe you can say the AFC East possibly or the NFC East as well. Um, top to bottom, that division is full of a bunch of talents. I'm, for number four, we're going to come in with the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to have a very surprising record. Um, I may regret this, but I have them at 5-12 and 12 this year with a division wow. record of 1-5. Um, I will say, I will say it's a hard division. I will say they all lucked out by getting the AFC South this year as a division that they're playing. I think outside of maybe Jacksonville, like all the other games are going to be pretty cakewalks. Um, And I mean, they got the, I think they got the NFC West as well this year. And it just really depends on what Rams team you're getting, what Cardinals teams you're getting. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think Deshaun Watson is maybe it was just a slow start because he hasn't played in such a while, but even with all those weapons, I feel like he just wasn't, producing as much as he should have. I feel like Jacoby Brissett was producing a lot better than he was last year. Um, for my third place team, I have the Steelers going nine and eight, but a two and four division record. I think again, a lot of this has to go with the fact that they are playing the AFC South this year. Um, but also we, we don't know what Pickett's going to do. I, I agree with that, but that yeah. offense right now, I think is a stacked offense. I could argue that the receiving core is one of is a top five receiving core in the league. Allen Robinson, Pickens, and Deontay Johnson this year. Just having those three receivers, I mean, you can argue that they're a top five receiving core. Again, Najee Harris, yeah. a really great young back. It just depends whether or not they can get the offensive line down after losing a bunch of people as they have in the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, for, so I have the Ravens at number two. They're going 12 and five this year, three and three within the division. Um <laughs> It just it relies all on the back of Lamar and his health for sake. I, that defense usually they produce a good defense. Um, I know, I, I know they've, I know they've uh, their star. The big thing is going to be keeping their stars on the field. Uh, that's just been their big thing in the past several years. Lamar can't stay on the field. J.K. Dobbins can't stay on the field. A bunch of their defensive stars, like Marcus Peters, couldn't stay on the field. Uh, they just kept getting hurt. And it's almost like the old Eagles of yore, where like you would have all your top players on the IR. And big names too that you'll need to to do that. So it's hopefully, I mean, the MVP this year may be their athletic training team for the entire year. I um, mean, the number one, like uh, Christian had, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. I had them, at, I had them at a high fourteen and three record this year and a six within the division, which is really in the AFC North. I, I was really, I wanted to go maybe five and one and make them split a game with Baltimore. Um, but in the past couple of years, I feel like Cincinnati has had Baltimore's number, whether it be in the regular season or the playoffs. Um, the only three games I have them losing is at San Francisco, at Jacksonville, and at Kansas City. Um, but I think the Bengals are going to be on top of that league for years to come or however long they can keep that team afloat with all those young talents on lower contracts. So I got to I got to yeah. say, so you said 13 and three, right? I, no, I said twelve and said twelve and five. I said fourteen and three for the Bengals. Fourteen and three. Okay, yeah. sorry, my my bad, my bad on that. I got really confused. This whole like 
adding an extra week. I'm still trying to sort of get used to it. When I see these it growing sh- it up, should, so, I think it sh- I think it should just been a second bye week if they're going to add another week. But I I agree. I think I and that's where you come into uh, questions. You do you add that second bye week? You you know if you do, I think that what's that give us over on President's Day for a weekend? You know what I mean on that Monday. So I think it just also just helps people recover near the end of the yeah. season. There, especially going to the playoffs, you don't have like a hurt Jalen Hurts going into the playoffs or yeah, whoever you no, want. No, going I, the playoffs. I agree. So I, we're we're kind of close. Um, you know, I have Browns last. I have them at seven and ten. Um, you know, it, they're going to be a tough team this year. And like David said, they're playing the AFC South. That's kind of a cakewalk sitting down there besides Jacksonville, right? Um, they have they have the the weapons on offense. Uh, I mean that that's without a doubt. Um, you know, the biggest thing is Deshaun Watson having that year off. We didn't really get to see Deshaun Watson last year. Um, this year, getting a full season, he's getting acclimated to his team. I think that's gonna play a big factor in them. I think they're going to score a lot of points, but the biggest question for them is their defense. And we just don't know what their defense is going to have in place. I mean, they, they've been a decent defense, probably like top 20. Um, but you just, you just don't know with that. Um, so I have them at seven and 10. I've Steelers at eight and nine. And the only, and that could sway a little bit. And I'm with you guys on this. It, it's Pickett. I really, I really don't know what Pickett's gonna do. Um, you know, he can he can go out there and ball out. Uh, we we just don't know. I mean, he can th- he can throw and he can run. Um, you know, that defense really is gonna carry them th- a long way. I think that's gonna be a top five defense without a doubt throughout the entire year. I mean, T.J. Watt is an absolute menace yeah, sitting I'm, at his position. I think they um, added Patrick Peterson for agency, yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, Patrick yeah, Peterson, Patrick. He's, a, he's a little older, but I think, like, it, he's always been locked down. I mean, you don't really hear players going off against Patrick Peterson. Yeah, they saw so, Minko back there. I mean, that's, I mean yeah. that even with that secondary, yeah, I mean, that defense is probably going to be a top five defense. Yeah, no, well. I, absolutely. So I have, obviously, I think we're all in agreement here. I have the Ravens at 11 and six. So here's, here's what I have to, like, we don't know what's going to happen with Lamar, right? Does he want to throw the ball a little more? I. It sounds like he's a little more confident throwing the ball. If he, if he throws the ball and he's not, completely there i think we're going to see pick city i i I just i don't think he's completely there accuracy wise he's he is a great player um i just don't know if his arms still there and the accuracy is is there um the, the only issue i have is and you know this this could swing either way they're wanting they're not trying to sign patrick queen back right and that's that's a huge miss. I mean, he led the team in tackles. So they get rid of him. I don't know what that defense is going to look like in the middle. You know, they're they're always a decent defense. They always have been. Uh, I mean, but that that's why I have them at second. They could really sway either way. I think the Steelers could possibly take that, depending on Pickett. And then I have the Bengals at thirteen and four. Um, I think their offense, without without a doubt, is one going to be a top three offense in the league. Uh, you you just can't you can't stop them. I mean they they really what what really surprised me more than anything is they ended up picking up the tight end from Minnesota, um, yeah, Irv Smith, Irv Smith great, and great, that that great guy. Player. 
I mean, he, he looked good without Hawkinson being there. Um, even with Hawkinson there over in Minnesota, he still, you know, put up some numbers. So I think them adding that is, I mean, they're just, it's tough. It's tough to go against them. The, the biggest question they have, they're going to put up numbers on offense. The biggest question is what is that defense going to perform? I mean, are they, are they going to go out there and actually do what they need to do to get the wins that they need to get? So we're all pretty much there. Yeah, I think I think to add to that, um, they got Orlando Brown. Not that that's so Raven actor, but the offensive lineman from the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and I think that'd be. A, I mean, they, yeah. they need the help over offensive line. I think what you're saying is right. The defense is going to be the biggest question. They have the linebacking core. They have a really good mm-hmm. defensive line. They have Hendrickson. Hendrickson. They have Hubbard. They have uh, Reader. This is really be with the loss of Jesse Bates and even Von Bell. That secondary is like a little depleted right now. It's gonna be very yeah. interesting to see yeah. how the secondary does. Yeah. Luckily, like we're talking about, they're playing in a division with Amari Cooper. They have I'm not sure like they play Allen Robinson, Deontay Johnson, and um uh pick uh Pickens. I'm not that's gonna be pretty tough on them. It's really gonna come down to whether or not that defensive line can create enough pressure for their secondary to hopefully light it up or at least you know get to the quarterback as much as they can yeah and that that you know that's what's crazy to me i know i know you guys are sitting there like you know you have Bengals going you know four and oh and i'm gonna be honest with you the way i looked at it i think the Bengals are gonna start out really slow i think the Bengals are gonna lose the first game against the browns um you know that's i i just don't know. You think they lose to the Browns week one, or not week one, but first game? First game, I think they're going to lose to the Browns. I know it's a hot take. Uh, I just don't – I think Deshaun Watson is, you know, he hasn't played in a while, so they're not used to that because dual threat kind of quarterback. I think Deshaun Watson goes out there. Mari Cooper has a fire game. I just – I think they're going to go down 0-1, but I, there's a lot of games that I think they're going to be close that they're going to pull out and just absolutely – annihilate some teams and you know have have a great season on there you know it's going to be the back end just like they did this this past year they're they're going to get a little slower but then they're going to find the rhythm and they're going to pull it out um so on that uh let's go ahead and start with the nfc north uh we'll go ahead and start with christian again on this oh my gosh always send it back to me huh had to throw it back so so for the nfc north uh, I feel like we all might have different opinions on who's going to be the one to lead this division. Yeah, for I, me, I, I was going to say uh, I agree because this division, I feel like, is the one where, like, so much has happened within the past yeah. year. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be a toss-up, absolutely. Question marks surrounding this division, right? I mean, can, can Kirk Cousins step it up and the Vikings are finally them? Is Justin Fields going to – Pop in and pop off, and Bears are going to look good. Is Detroit for real this year? Is Green Bay done? For me, leading off, number one, who's going to win this division is going to be Detroit. I think it's, I think after a long time, they haven't won this division. Packers have ruled over this division for the longest time. And Rodgers is out. Jared Goff is in over there in Detroit. Everything's looking good. The offense is built up nice. I mean, Goff, as you go and look at the stats, Goff was a top 10 quarterback, arguably, at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. That offense, I mean, Amon Ron St. Brown is just a certified baller, right? right. I mean, he's, he can't stop him. They got Hawkinson over there as well. Hawkinson's an animal. 
Uh, who else did they just get? They have somebody else on um, playing wide out there. Hey, as well. I'm, I'm just gonna. Sorry, I think Hawkinson may be on the Vikings now. I think no, he got traded right, last right. year. You're right. Vikings yep, you're right. got rid of him. Right. So not have a good tight end there. But yeah, they don't have that, a good tight end. Right, be a trade. But they also have um, wide out. Oh my god. Sam Brown, I got you. No, no, I already, said Sam Brown. I already said Sam Brown. They already, I already said him. Uh oh, Jamo, Jamo, Jamison Williamson. He should yep. be hopefully coming off his his um. I mean, he had played in, what, four or five games last year because of his injury and kept him out. That's going to be a big thing. And on top of that, though, they just drafted, in my opinion, the best cornerback in the draft. Uh, that defense is already looking pretty good. And then Aiden Hutchinson uh, along, you know, in that defense as well with Detroit. I just think it's a, it's a good, young, upcoming defense. I think there's a lot of potential there. I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to be one of those Miles Garrett kind of guys, TJ Watt kind of guys who really make that big of an impact on the field and on that defense. Uh, and I think because of that, because of the young youngness that they have there and the talent they have there as well tied into it, I think that's what's going to lead them to winning that division. So for number two, uh, second place in that division, I'm going to go with Minnesota. Um, I had them sitting at about 10 to 11 wins. Anywhere between seven to six losses. I think it's going to be kind of tough over there with all the question marks that surround Kirk Cousins. I think there's almost like a bunch, in my opinion, I think there's a bunch of sitting pieces that are just kind of wasting away. Justin Jefferson, I almost feel he's wasting away over there. I don't, I don't think, I don't think Kirk Cousins is that guy. I don't think if Minnesota's ever looking to get over the hump, it's not going to be with him. And all, all Minnesota continues to do though is. Yeah. Pay the guy the bag and keep him as the quarter. It's almost like Dallas. They're not going to win with Prescott, but they keep paying him. They keep paying him. Like, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Because you know the last quarterback you have to look at for Minnesota that was Teddy Bridgewater. I guess he's playing better than Teddy Bridgewater, but like, he's Keenum. Yeah. So right. what, what do you have in the last two? What What are you sitting at right there? Oh, I think. Next in the division, in third place, I think it's going to be the Bears. I think they're going to come out, and I think they're going to win probably eight games this year. I think they're going to go eight and nine or nine and eight, one or the other. I just – that team's so young. It's got so much talent wrapped around it that I feel that between the talent alone is what's going to be able to propel them to six to seven wins. I feel like – and then, you know, adding everything else on top of that, that's what's going to get them to the eight to nine wins. I just don't think their time is yet. I still think Justin Fields has a lot of steps he has to take, a lot of things he has to learn. That offense is legitimate, but it's not legitimately scary when you match it up against a couple of the other top five offenses. But that defense is also built pretty nicely as well, though. And I think that's what's going to keep them in a lot of games, too, is how good that defense is. I think, yeah, like Cleveland, I feel like they can have a better record or they, you know, than the eight to nine wins that I'm predicting or – they could have a worse record, and they could be somewhere with only five to six wins. It's it's something that we don't know. It's almost up in the air, but I still believe they'll be better than the Packers. So where, where do you have the Packers sitting at? For oh, I have the Packers winning like six games, five. Okay. I don't yeah, yeah. See, it's, a, it's a solid division. <laughs> I don't see much coming from the Packers simply because – what are we finding so funny on the other end of the camera, boys? Oh, so I'm sorry. I was laughing because you said – I said this team could have more wins, but they could also have less wins. And I just started laughing because, like, I was like, yeah, that, that's a good, good, good take. Good take, Christian. Christian, I'll cheers to that all day. Episode man. two, Christian finds out how math works. Yes, sir. No. Nah, um, He's learning. Yeah, 
last place, five to six wins, anywhere between uh, 11 and 12 bonuses. I don't think they're going to be that great. Uh, we don't know anything about Jordan Love. We haven't even seen him really come out and play at all. Yeah. There's just, you know what I mean? So this is essentially for him his rookie year in a way, right? He, he just hasn't hit the field too much. He hasn't done anything. So we don't know. And we just, I just, the offense lost a lot. Rodgers has been the heartbeat of that offense for as long as we can remember. Uh, the weapons over there are not nearly oh, what nice. they used to be. I just don't think, and again, it's it's yeah. a hard division. I don't, I just don't think that they're going to have enough to be able to propel themselves to the top or even a top two spot. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Uh, David, you know, we'll, we'll start that off with you. Uh, what, what are you thinking over at the NFC yeah. North? So, like I said, I'm going to go in reverse order from four to one again. Um, I, I just think they lost. It's so weird. They've lost so much, so much offensive firepower. Uh, this is going to be like the first time I feel like in like 20, 30 years, they're not going to really have a certainty about who their quarterback's going to be. Yeah. Um, so, Green, I think Green Bay is, is going to go three and 14. I think they'll have a very, very poor year this year. Um, they go, I say they lose all their division games. Um, and they have Atlanta. I think they have Atlanta. Um, I think they get a win there. They have Tampa Bay. They get the, they get the NFC South this year. So I guess we'll actually see how mm-hmm. well they can play against the NFC South. Again, it, they're so unproven now. Even their good weapons end up going to the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I like to see is it is it Luke Lucas Van Ness? Is that who they drafted in the in the draft this year? I forget, they drafted. That sounds right. Team. That sounds right. Um, I'll be interested to see how he performs. I mean, the defense isn't too shabby, but it's still nothing to. You know, nothing to like be happy about. No, it's a mid-tier defense for sure. Um, at three, yeah. I have Minnesota Vikings. Um, I had them going seven and ten, but I had them going four and two in their in their division. Um, what's going to really hurt them this year is the fact that they were a first place team last year, so they're going to get a first place division um schedule this year. So they're going to have a really hard division to go through. I I think. I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I I don't. I think he'll put up some stats, but I don't think he's there to get you over the hump. Yep. They lost Thielen this year too. He's in Carolina, um, and so it is Justin Jefferson going to have to do it all himself. Like that's a big thing too. Dalvin Cook needs to stay healthy, and for some reason he, he needs just to resign yeah. too, right? Yeah, Dalvin Cook. They they said yeah. he may not even pick, get him back, and I mean I don't blame them. Running backs very easily taken care of, but also again. He can't stay on the field long enough to show. It. And I, I, I'm an FSU alum, and I, I love like FSU players like that. But I just, that's just for me. There's a, too many question marks. They lost a lot. They lost a lot of good defensive players like this year. Um, I think Kendricks is gone. They lost um, another really good linebacker. I forget who it was, and um, and they lost Patrick Peterson. You know, he's an aging Patrick Peterson, but still, there's a lot of questions on that defense. Um, I'd just like to say my boy David's favorite player is 100% James Winston. Oh, 100%. Eating those W's hey, 24-7. He loves it. He yeah. loves it over there. I go to that Publix all the time that you stole the Crab Lakes from. Um, <laughs> but uh, at number two, I'm going to have uh, the Bears. The Bears at number two going 9-8, and 3-3 three and three within the division. I think they will capitalize on getting a, like a last play. I think they got last place. So they got a last place schedule this year. I think they're going to capitalize on getting that. Um, yeah, but nine to eight. I mean, it's pretty mid pack. That's a winning season, and possibly with that third wild card spot, that's a possible playoff mm-hmm. position there. Yeah, it's really all. I mean, we've we've proven Justin Fields as a dynamic runner, but the big thing is, can he take that second step like Jalen Hurts did with throwing the ball? Yeah. We don't know that, but what we do know 
is that they did get DJ Moore. Yeah. They did get a bunch of great picks for the for for their future from that Carolina trade. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting. Chase Claypool may actually produce more as a two receiver. We saw him back in Pittsburgh when he was the two put, right. put up numbers, but then when they had to try to trust him to be the one, he wasn't putting up yeah. those numbers. Right. Um, so we maybe him being a two is gonna be better for his career. Um, also they have Komet. I think Komet is a a great young Titan talent. I think when once we have our Kelsey's retired and all that kind of stuff, I feel like he he may be a future tight like number top three tight end in this league. Um, and then number one, we all have it. I'm not. We all have it. Number one, Chris and I have it. Um, Detroit. Yeah. I think they'll finish ten and seven, which is only one game ahead of the Bears. May I add? Um, uh, they do. I feel like they have a a, a little tougher schedule. Um, they yes. got they got Dallas there at the end of the season too. And I think they may take a loss or two uh, to some of their division foes as well. Um, the, the, the Detroit Lions were the, probably the hottest team or one of the hottest teams to end the season last year. Um, they picked up um, Montgomery from the Bears. I feel like that's a great, great pickup. Um, but with the, ple- the depletion and the talent of Minnesota and Green Bay, like you said, that division is wide open. Um, and Detroit has a very young defense. That I love their young defense. I feel like their defense mixed with Dan Campbell, a head coach. I love Dan Campbell. I feel like he could make anybody run through a brick wall. And I think this year is Detroit's year to not only win the uh, win the division, but possibly win like their first playoff game. I don't know how long. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Um, you know, we're sitting there. I, I have Green Bay at five and twelve. Um, you know, simply put, like you guys said. We don't know what love's going to do there. They lost a lot of weapons. Um, they, I mean, their number one and number two are going to be Watson and Dobbs. We, they were rookies last year. They didn't look great with Rodgers. And Rodgers is a great quarterback. He put the ball in their hands and they were dropping it. Watson at the end of the year looked great. I think he has the potential to be like a top 10 wide receiver. I just don't, I don't think they have the talent there. I think they're ready to rebuild um so i think that's why they're going to be sitting there at five and twelve i have the vikings at eight and nine um you know i i think they could be higher but the issue that i have with the vikings is they have five primetime games right they have five. oh no oh no so when you look when you look at that right then and there that's you five know, losses kirk kirk cousins he's not a primetime quarterback and i think that really is going to be the issue there, um, you know, along with what David said, you know, you can't rely on Justin Jefferson to do it all. I mean, obviously he has TJ there to help him out, but like losing Thielen is a great weapon sitting over there at the number two. They really, they don't have any number twos to really secure that spot. So I think they're going to struggle having five primetime games. Um, if I'm going to add him real quick, I think that Thielen loss is, is a lot more painful to the team than a lot of people come to realize. No, I, and I, I think I think it's really going to – they're really going to struggle off of that because they have to find a new number two. And, I mean, you know, what's crazy is, like, you know, at wide receiver, I know you think of wide receivers, but um, Irv Smith really came in and helped out. I mean, he was a quick – quick tight end and they lost him and now the Bengals have him. So I, I just don't know if they can get it done there. Um, 
Number two, <laughs> you guys, we've already had these hot takes, everything like that. I got I got the Lions in number number two. They're going they're going nine and eight. They're going nine and eight. You know, they really, they really I think they make the playoffs at nine and eight. They they build up that defense, which is great. I, I love it. You know, the issue is is they hot, lost boy, that is they, hot. They lost Williams there in the backfield and they lost Swift, right? Um, I, I don't know if they're able to run the same offense that they, they were able to run last year, you know, losing those two. I don't know if Montgomery is going to be able to stay healthy, staying in that, that position. I mean, we've, we've seen them since day one. Montgomery hasn't played really a full season. Um, I mean, he's a great running back. So that, that could change at nine and eight. Um, you know, that defense looks great. I mean, looking at the paper, I mean, they, they, they really, really can cover anyone and get pressure. I, and I think Dan Campbell really can make players play there. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have an issue. I, I think they're going to end up making the playoffs there uh, at that 9-8 and eight spot. But I got to – hold on, guys. I have to – if, while he's taking a drink, I will say also the Detroit Lions think last year were was the team who had the most one possession games too. So it really just depends if you're winning those one possession games or not. Yeah, and that that's that's where you have to throw the line in Jared Goff. I mean, he looked great, but is he gonna make any mistakes at the end of the stretch and you know close games out? So my number one. And this, this is, this is tough. And David, I think, I think a lot of it, I have them at 10 and seven winning that division, right? Yeah. Like I said, that's winning that division. So David, one of the main reasons why I ended up taking them is in the off season, they signed Nathan Peterman. That is your boy. He is a stud. Great. Great. Oh my God. Great backup quarterback. Right. No, 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 just in 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 all honesty, I think I think they really went out there and uh, got a gr- a lot of great signings. I think they have a veteran presence sitting on defense, and I I think I think their defense is going to look really good. They finally have some protection for Justin Fields. You know, I think he if he takes that big step, I think he's going to look great uh, as an Ohio State alumni. Ugh, that's tough. Um, but the, the, what's crazy is, you know, their backfield, they, they got Foreman, right? So Foreman is a big back. I think he's going to be able to help with protection with fields. And then obviously you have Herbert. He's going to be their scat back, going to be great. And then their, their three wide receivers are going to be Claypool, Mooney, and DJ Moore. I mean, I think that's a great receiving core to help with on top of the fact they have commit. I just – their offense is going to be a powerhouse offense in that – division it's gonna be hard to play on any team they're just I, I just you know it I it reminds me a lot of what the Eagles had mm-hmm. so you know and and it's it's a big question mark I really am looking at fields really going in there and building up his performance yeah. um but that I mean that's what I have if you guys have any questions on what I, what I'm thinking any any disagreements I'm all about it I just like I, it's hard to disagree. Obviously, we don't have the same thing. Like I said, I have the Bears at nine and eight, and the Detroit Lions at ten and seven. Which I mean, again, that's a coin flip for either of those. Yeah, it's just this division right now. We don't know what's going to happen. It's just yeah. such so twisted right now with the amount of people leaving, the amount of like last last year who was getting hot at the end there. We just don't know which teams we're going to get. Right. 
No, and that that's the biggest thing is like, you know, I feel like they they kind of, you know, the Bears kind of got an easy schedule with the team that they built. So I think that's the main reason why I think they're really going to go out there and have a good season, you know, and, and Fields is going to make mistakes. I mean, we, we've seen it. Um, it's just how many mistakes does he make? Right. So that's, that's where I'm, I'm sitting out on this. Uh, David, what are we, what are we looking at for, you know, the playoff picture so far this year? For the playoff picture? I was supposed to, I was supposed to say like the playoff picture for the NFL. I didn't do that because I thought we we're just gonna. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm talking about NBA and NHL playoffs. NBA. So what, okay. What are, we, what are we looking at? Let's do the NHL first. All right, guys. I'll hit you back in. We have our three minute minor again. None of Oof. us like. None of us like hockey here. Well, I wouldn't say none of us like hockey. We just don't watch it that much. Um, I got the stats for you. Right. First, one we're gonna start off with Nick's gonna love this one. The Devils have lost to the Hurricanes, four to one. Um, like I said, the Devils' defense was atrocious. They allowed three or more goals in each game and was outscored 13-24 to 24 in five games with eight of their um, goals coming in one game. I just feel like they were outmatched offensively and defensively. I, I, it really wasn't that no, close of a series. No, no um, outmatched defensively, but that's okay. Keep going, yeah. They uh, num- yeah, next one's going to be Golden Knights versus the Oilers. It has been back and forth. Two really good teams, both trading blows. It will come down to whoever can at least play one good game of defense and offense. Both of them haven't been able to do that so far. Um, I say the Oilers in seven just because they have the better offensive power, but Golden Knights are pretty good too. So that's going to go to. I think it's going to go to seven. Um, next one, we have Panthers versus the Maple Leafs. Uh, another one goal game, like I've been saying, all have been close games. Uh, Toronto finally got the winning end on the last game. I don't expect anything to change with the close games, but I do see Florida still winning it in six games. Um, lastly, we're going to have the Kraken versus the Dallas Stars. Dallas leads this series 3-2. to two. Both have actually just forgotten how to play defense. Um, maybe they don't even know what the word defense means anymore. The teams have scored a total of 40 goals through the first five games of the series. Um, so it's just going to whoever learns how to play defense in the next two games is going to come out on top. I doubt I, I doubt they're going to learn how to do it, um, but I still Kraken. say Kraken in seven. Boom, I'm there, Kraken all the way. You know, I, I want to say that Kraken might take it all, man. That's that's my hot take. I think, I think they might take it. So love it. Um, what do we – what do we think about the NBA playoffs right now? I know we're kind of heartbroken on that. Um, I, I would actually want to start this off with one, one series that was pretty bad. Yeah. The Nuggets and Suns. So I was sitting there I'm, I'm thinking like, so that's going to be a great series. I really thought Nuggets and Suns were really going to match up perfectly, except what did I say before? I really think that, Aiton could not cover Jokic, right? Who sat out in the last game? DeAndre Aiton and Chris Paul. I think they knew going into that game that they were losing because they did not match up correctly. I think, like I said, Nuggets were going to take that series. I I don't know what's going to happen in the next series. Uh, We'll get on that a little bit later. Um, But I just think they just took it on the chin. They – are we thinking the Suns are the biggest bust based off what they ended up going after for this season? So I can't see, I can't sit here and say the biggest, I mean, are we talking this season alone? They're the biggest bust. 
Yes, based off the fact that they ended up trying to go out there. They got arguably a top five player in the league. You're not saying that they're a bust going after that? So I think I think before before even KD came to Phoenix, I never looked at Phoenix as the team that was going to win that championship. I didn't believe any team in the West was going to win that championship. However, though, when you are talking the biggest disappointment, I think for me – got to be the Sacramento Kings I think I mean they had dude, they had a great year De'Aaron Fox was the most clutch player in basketball this year you go to the playoffs for the first time since 2006 well and that's the thing is like they were they were they're unproven team right so like the last time we've talked about the Sacramento Kings is probably back in 2000 exactly I was just about to say that like 2006 so I mean you can't really say that they've been there and they're proven. So th- we didn't know they had they had a phenomenal year. But you get in the playoffs, like you've said in the pa- like the past, you don't know what's going to happen. So right. you know that's my biggest thing is you're looking at the Suns. You know you get KD. You're you're expecting to go somewhere, right? Like you you don't just trade to get KD and not right. expect anything. Right. So you don't I think absolutely get KD. I think I think a lot had to do with the fact that, you know, they knew they were losing this game. They could not match up against Jokic, man. I'm sorry, but, like, they, they couldn't do it. I mean, what, did he have a triple-double last game? It's just – it's tough. Yeah, it, it is hard. It, it's tough. You know, I, I, think, I think that's a big issue. David, I, I, I want you to actually weigh on this, what you, what you think. Yeah, you, yeah. Well, was it I, actually a bust? I wouldn't consider it – a bust. Uh, I hear. I, I'll say a disappointment, but I don't think a disappointment is different than a bust. I do think they probably had the most star power going into any of the series going in. Yeah. I think the trade for Kevin Durant for the Suns was a mistake. I think they lost way too many good role players. They lost Bridges off that trade. That was way too many good role players to go and grab KD. You're trading somebody who's the 34 star in KD for somebody who's like 26, 27 in McCall. I mean, you have the age, you have the age there. I think another thing is this series really, it's happened in his past CP3, playoff CP3 is just always nowhere to be found. I'm not sure if he's just the most unluckiest guy. I'm sure he has great State Farm health insurance or whatever, but <laughs> he is always hurt when it comes to big time in the playoffs. And that, I mean, that's going to hurt your team. I mean, we call him the, the point god because he is so good at facilitating that basketball. Um, but if you're not on the floor, you can't do anything. The best type of, you know, best type of capability is availability. This is my question for that. So, you know, Chris Paul has never won it, right? So we're all sitting there like, he's always been a great player. So, would you rather be the best player on the worst team or would you rather be the worst player on the best team? Well, right. I would I would I'd rather be the best player on the worst team. Um and I I mean I just I just like if I was an NBA player, I wouldn't want my legacy to be, you know, I, who can I go for? Shane Battier. I don't want my legacy to be Shane Battier. I would rather my legacy to be Allen Iverson. Yeah, for no, like, I, I agree. I agree with you, Christian. What do you think? Best player or worst player? Honestly. I think for me, I'd rather be the worst player on the best team so I can learn from the best players around to try and improve myself to get better. So, but that's not what I'm saying. Is like, you're not, you're not trying to sit there. And so I'm going to forever be the worst player on that team. So, 
Here's, can I get like a second option? Can I be like uh, Robert Ori? Can I just like start no, getting rings, be like a mid-tier you, player? Okay, like no, you either are the best player or the worst player. You don't have okay. an option. Here's, so here's, I have one question. I have one question so I can answer this question in stone here. Being the worst player on the best team, how many rings does my team win? You're the worst player. You're the you're the worst player on the best team. Right. So how many? You don't rings? know, but you're the best player on the worst team. So you don't get there at all. I'd rather just be the best player on the worst team. If I can't be promised a ring, then I'm not. I'd rather just go ahead and get the stats packed. See, and that that's where I'm sitting there is like, okay, I could go either way, right? I could be the worst player on the best team, and I could be like, okay, and don't get me wrong, Scotty Pippen was phenomenal. I'm not saying he was the worst player at all, but the guy still had six rings, right? And no, 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 but don't, Steve don't, Kerr don't get me been, wrong. I mean, he, I mean, Steve Kerr isn't the right answer because he doesn't have six. But, but I'm just saying, I'm, just, I'm trying to put in perspective for everyone else, the viewers here, right? Scotty Pippen is still going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm just trying to say, he's like, he's not, he, he, he is a Hall of Famer. The worst say, he should already be a Hall of Famer. He wasn't the worst player on the team. I'm just trying to put it in perspective. Mm. It was like, a person that's won that many, right? So, like, you put that in perspective, you've always been in the shadow your entire life, right? You are not MJ by any means, right? MJ is the best player to ever play. What you have to say about LeBron James, I just don't – I don't see LeBron James being MJ. I looked at his stats. The rookie years are just – I mean – MJ averaged 28 points his rookie year, right? That's just unreal. But what do you way... know about Brian Scalabrini, though? Ooh, I Mamba. don't know. I don't know about White Mamba. But the way I look at it is, in my opinion, I'd rather be the best player on the worst team only because you're a Hall of Fame ball- ballot, no matter what. You're a Hall of Fame ballot going into it um, you're sitting there. I mean, let's put it Reggie White, right? I mean, he had a decent team, but could never get it done. So you're sitting there and thinking like, okay, we're playing great, yet I'm not getting anything out of it. Right. So um, plus you're going to get paid. Right. Yeah. We all know that. Plus you're getting that ballot. I, I just don't, I don't see it. Honestly, today, I don't know who leaked it, but when I saw Reggie White in a Carolina Panther Jersey, I just, I lost it. It was not, it just, it, I didn't even, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. And like, just, I'm like usually belong. good about that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, but, it didn't belong. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So yeah, I just think the the Suns, especially with those injuries, the Nuggets, this matchup so much so much better against them. I really just think I don't really care who comes out of the Lakers Warriors series at this point. I feel like the Nuggets are just gonna win against whoever uh, whoever they play. I don't agree with that. I mean, I, I don't agree with that either. I think I think so. You know, I I think the Nuggets are all around better coached. I think they have everything sitting the way they need to. The only issue I have is LeBron James and that team, they have a really good team sitting there. And yes, Jokic can go out there and still get a triple double and still have a great game. Yet 
is he able to cover Davis? You know, Davis, Davis is just like Embiid. I've said it last podcast. I just don't, I don't know if it's going to happen. LeBron James can go out there and ball himself. I just, it's tough for me to say, I, I really think the Lakers might pull this out because I, I don't, I don't think the Nuggets have the guard play and the size to be able to match up against the Lakers. So David, what, what do you think? So, I mean, first of all, I guess we should just segue this into who we're going to think wins the Lakers versus the Warriors series. I mean, Lakers are up 3-2, and they play tonight. Um, in L.A. Think, yeah, they play in L.A. I think it's interesting. I mean, the only thing keeping this from being a Golden State Warriors up 3-2 was Lonnie Walker going off in the fourth quarter the other day. Um, eight, luckily, crazy. luckily, AD is out of concussion protocol, so he will be playing. Um, I do think... The, the the Warriors take this to a game seven, but I do think the Lakers win in that final one. Now, to your point, when you're talking about the Nuggets versus the the Lakers, I just you say that AD is like Embiid. AD is just not that physical, is my thing. And I feel like Jokic is a pretty big body guy. Um, so I think what's going to happen is AD can't play a low post game. What's going to happen? He has to go shoot more perimeter shots, more mid range jump shots, and come down to that. Um, I think he matches up a lot better than Aiton did. Um, it's more just going to be, again, you're saying guard play. I don't see who, like, Schroeder, is that your guard over there with the Lakers? I mean, D'Lo, maybe. Depends on hitting shots. They have Reeves over there. Um, this is going to really come down to, I think, LeBron. And, and to put it all off of one guy, I think it's going to be really tough to do it that. Is. It is. It's absolutely tough. Um, LeBron is LeBron. He will be a top three player. Uh, oh, but Steph Curry is Steph Curry. No. no, LeBron is LeBron. He'll be a top three player. So, leading that way, um, I think Miami takes it tonight. I think I think it's over. I think we've talked about it before. Whoever wins the series in game seven, you know, between the Celtics and the Sixers, um, I think those are your two that are going to make it there. Um, but I think Miami takes it tonight at home. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's anything to do with the Knicks not being a good team. I just think that they're not proven. They're not, they don't have the people that have been there. So I, I just think it's going to be the heat versus either the Sixers and the Knicks. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Definitely the Knicks at least. Sorry. The Sixers versus the Celtics. I'll, I'll put that in perspective. Sorry. Yeah, he versus the Sixers or Celtics on Game 7. Um, I'll leave it to you guys if you guys think that's any other way. But go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm going to probably um, agree with both of y'all here. I think, yeah, he's going to take it tonight. It's going to be a six-game series. They're going to kick New York to the curb. I think they even take it. I think they win against the spread. I think they're minus six and a half on the night. I think they win this game by eight to ten points. Uh, I don't think it's going to be, you know, that crazy. I, they might stay close for the start, but towards the end there, I think it's going to it's going to get a little too much, and Butler's just going to pop off, and they're going to pull away. L.A. though, I think L.A.'s about to blow their three to one lead. Uh, or I guess now it's a three to two, but three to two, it started yeah. because they were up three to one, and now it's three to two. I think Golden State comes into L.A. tonight. I think they smack them in the mouth again. They're going to go for probably a team total of 130 or more. It's going to be a very high-scoring game, I think, on Golden State's end. 
and they're going to force LA to bring themselves back to Golden State. And I think Golden State then, and at home, I don't see Golden State losing. So I think they complete the down three to one comeback. I think that Golden State is the team we go see in the Western Conference Finals. And in my opinion, I feel like that's the team that is going to give Denver the run for their money, even though Lakers might be set up better. Like, all around as a team-wise, I just don't see AD and LeBron and D'Lo and Austin Reeves. And I, I just don't see them going and giving um, Jokic and Denver a run for their money. And I guess, you know, they don't have as big a body as they do over on Golden State, but they have better scores. They have better, more ways to produce more points. And I feel like that's just – that's going to be very big. I feel like at this point, it's just about – for Golden State, putting up as many shots as they can. And the good news is they're beauty from behind the arc. So yeah. three's always worth more than two. And It's true. But you live and die at the three. So, David, um, what are you looking at? What, what do you think the, the conference finals are going to look like? So here's what we're going to do. I, like I said, I think it's going to be – I think Lakers take the series in game seven. Um, I think like – I, like I said the other night, I, I told you that the, I think the Knicks were going to take a cheap one and then the Heat were going to end up winning in six. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. Um, now we're looking at the Sixers Celtics series. Now the Sixers, they were, they were looking like they're going to head to the Eastern conference finals. Um, in the first one since 2001 with Allen Iverson, but even when Jason Tatum was sucking harder than a Saruta suction cup, he got hot in the last five minutes and last like two minutes and 30 seconds. His last five minutes, dude was hidden shots. It was rough. Sixers selection for shots was awful. Yeah. Um, so they took a key opportunity. They tied that series up and they're heading back to Boston and why is that an issue, you may ask? Do you want to know who has the most all-time losses in clinching games? Sixers. Nope. Well, no, Doc Rivers. Oh. And would you like to would you like to Oof. guess how many game sevens he's lost? Uh, he's won. Sorry, game sevens he's won away. Don't get me started on this subject because I've told you since the hire of Doc Rivers, I, I he's a great coach. But when it comes down to crunch time, the guy cannot win. He had a great team in Boston, yeah, and he yeah. has one championship to prove. Yeah, arguably one of the best teams of like a top ten team of all time. You had you had prime Rondo, you had you had prime Allen, you had prime Pierce, you had prime KG. That's what I'm trying to say. Is it? it I've never been a Doc fan. I I don't agree with it. You know, I, I think that he needs to go out there and prove himself against the Celtics. I think this is almost like a homecoming. I think I think the Sixers might take that game. Um, Maxie's finally performing. Uh, the only, the only yeah, Christian called it. The only issue I have is, you know, is Tobias Harris. Oh! You know, he he's struggling. You know, his defense looked great. Don't get me wrong. His defense yeah. looked great. Yeah. I just don't – I don't know if he plays enough minutes in Game 7. Uh, I, I think if you take his Game 7 minutes away – and you know what's crazy is Niang went off – he went off in Game 6. You know, yeah. he had a great Game 6. I yeah. think the what it's going to come down to is you get rid of – the amount of threes that they take, right? Um, Embiid's starting to look almost 100%. He's not 100%. I think we can all agree with that. Um, he's going to be a tough matchup. If Harden goes off, I think I think they win. Harden had a pretty terrible game 
In game six, I think – uh, What, 15, 16? Yeah, but what's he looked like in the playoffs this year? So that's uh, what I think hit and miss. He's looked hit and miss throughout the playoffs. I think uh, I think this is going to be Doc Rivers' uh, big three in Maxi, Harden, and Embiid. If you, you can get those three going, I think they take it. If not, um, you know, you you played a great game against Tatum in Game Six. You know, you you literally left the guy what was it like six points going into the fourth quarter or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, when he was 0 for 8 shooting, you know, you, you, you played a great matchup against him. I mean, he, he just couldn't get it done. I don't think that happens in game seven. Um, I think if you keep Brown under check, I, I, I just think they take it. So, you know, I think I think yeah I just think it's going to come down to what I've been saying it's going to be the perimeter defense for the Sixers. I feel like the Celtics are hitting threes whenever they like I mean they they were they were pretty off but whenever they need to hit a clutch three they always hit it. And I think for some reason I don't know I don't know if the Sixers are sucking in on drives but I just think they need to lock down a bit more on their perimeter defense so they're not getting those yeah. open threes cuz I Marcus Smart was their leading scorer at halftime and I believe Unreal. he had like yeah, he he's like a three defensive or four, three player, players. and no, I I agree with that. I think uh, I think we've talked about it last week. I think you know this Sixers Celtics. I think whoever wins this going into the next week, I think they're going to go all the way. You know, I don't know how I feel about that as a Sixers fan, being as you know Philly fan. You know, you get all the way and you just don't have anything. Yeah. It's a little depressing. So I, I don't know if the Sixers are going to pull that off. I mean, game seven, obviously, is – I mean, it's a toss-up going into it. But, again, we both – or, sorry, all three of us have agreed that whoever wins the Celtics-Sixers series is going to be the one that goes to the NBA. And, you can, sorry, NBA playoffs. Yeah, you could argue that they're the NBA ones final. who are going to – they're the one. They're, you can argue this series is going to determine who wins the finals too. So – yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. So uh, we're going to start a new segment here. Uh, I'm going to leave it off to Christian and uh, tell us what he thinks is going to happen over the weekend. Guys, welcome to Christian's Payday Parlay. Uh, oh, I, I like to, I'm, I'm a big better here, okay? In the, in the world of betting sports, I'm a very big active guy in this. So today, I think I might have crafted up a mean four leg parlay. Now I'm going to fill you guys in here. So to start, I took Miami on a little bit of a line adjustment here. I took a minus five. Okay. That's a minus 140 line right there. So I think Miami goes ahead. As we said earlier here in the show, I think Miami go ahead. I think they're handled business pretty well down there in Miami. Take care of the Knicks. I think it's an eight to 10 point game to finish it out That one. You know, that's first check on the parlay Two to follow it up. I took golden state on the money line. That now that's, that's a bit of a, Eye-opener here, and I understand that. But when you're talking about the process of a four-leg parlay, for me, I try to look for the good value in it here. I got the Warriors on a plus 127 line. I think they come out. I think they're going to shock a lot of people. I think they do beat L.A. tonight in L.A., and I think they go ahead and force the Game 7 in Golden State. And, yes, I think they win Game 7 over there. On top of that, to go ahead. (laughs) I hear you. To continue on with the parlay for my third leg, I took the Mets on the money line minus 120. Now, here's an update. They are currently down one nothing right now to the Nationals. However, I think they're going to be able to come back, thug it out, pull it out. 
I think we're going to be okay here on that one. And that's leg three. And on to the final leg of the night. It's going to be the Angels on the money line over Cleveland Guardians. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. Wow, Angels, big risk here. But playing the Guardians, even though it's away on the road, Angels are two game over 500. They know that if they're not in the playoff hunt, they will lose Shohei Otani. And that is arguably the best player in baseball. We I talked feel like this before. We argued the best overall player. And I, okay, and he's, yeah, right. He's arguably the best overall player in baseball. Thank you. And I just, I don't think, you know, I think against tonight against a Guardians team that's not that great, that's three games below 500. I think they can pull it out. That game doesn't start until 10 o'clock tonight, as long as, or as well as the Golden State game. So we won't have any updates on that. I can give you a quick update on the Heat game, though, to see how they are doing. And it looks like Miami currently. Miami is currently down 24 to 31 to the Knicks and a minute and 37 seconds are remaining in the first quarter. It's the first quarter. So Miami's going to win that game. They're going to come back. I'm not worried about it. Um, let's get into it. Uh, this is our segment of punishment. Um, we're going to all three, we're going to all three take our picks. Uh, we're going to do MLB this week. We're going to do nine games. Uh, all of us taking what we think who's going to win each game. And then if there's a tiebreaker, we're going to do closest to the final score of that game. So rounding it off, uh, we're going to start with Friday night's games, which is tonight. We're going to start with Reds Marlins. Who do we have? For me, I'm going Miami. Yeah, I, so I also have uh, Miami winning today. Um, the Reds' bats aren't that hot, I feel – I think this is the first start for Perez on the mound tonight. And against a team like uh, the, the Reds, who I don't think have that great of bats, I feel like this would be a great time to come out with a hot start. So I have the Marlins winning. Great. I have the Reds winning. I think their bats might come through tonight. I think the Marlins don't have the pitching. Uh, going into our second game of the night, we're going Pir- Pirates-Orioles. Two very hot teams here right off the bat. Uh at home, though, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give the advantage to the Orioles. I think the Orioles take that one. Uh, for me, what do you guys believe? Yeah, so I actually am going to have the Pirates on this one. Now, I, both these teams are both our surprise teams we talked about in episode one, but I think the Orioles, I think the Pirates are going to win this one. I think it's a weak pitching matchup. So it's going to have to be whoever the best of the bats is. So I, I agree with that. Um, the issue is, is I think the Pirates are starting to spiral down. I think the Orioles take this game. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's going to be without a question. I think their pitching just goes out there and performs. Uh, honestly, in my opinion, I think it's going to be a four to two game. Uh, we'll go off to the second game, or sorry, the third game of Friday night, and we'll go Yankees Rays. Yeah, for me, I think the Rays are going to take this one. Uh, I think I just I don't know. The Rays are a hot team. The Yankees are last place in that division right now. I think that I you know, big division game here. Uh, Ray's got to keep up. I think Ray's going to take the first game here tonight. I'm going to go with the Yankees tonight. Um, Cole's on the mound. Uh, Cole's been pitching phenomenal this year. Um, I think Kelly is making his second outing, and he has nine ERA through only two innings pitched. So it's I just feel like they're a pitching battle. I think the Yankees have it. I think they're also playing in New York, so that's going to give them a slight advantage as well. So I'll have the Yankees winning. I have a, I have the Yankees winning this game too with Cole, like David said. I think you just he's just one of the top five pitchers in the league. Um, I think the Yankees are going to pull this out for our third game of tonight. 
Uh, we're going on to Saturday's oh, games. Okay, yeah, never mind. Yeah, continue Saturday. Saturday games. We have the Angels versus the Guardians. I'm going to go ahead and take the Guardians on tomorrow's game, and that's probably because I took the Angels to win tonight. I don't think the Angels go ahead and get the series sweep. I think they're going to fall with one of them, so I'm going to go ahead and say that tomorrow night is the night they lose. I'm going to piggyback off that. I say it's going to be the the Guardians. Now, I don't have like a matchup analysis like I did for the past ones, but I think Guardians at home, um, the great atmosphere over there at um, I think Progressive Field. So I think they're going to I think they're going to take it over against the Angels. Not so fast. I'm going to take the Angels in this game. I think that they're going to finally come around. I think they're finally starting to see their their performance come away. They paid a lot of money what they have. I agree the Otani is a huge issue, but I think the Angels take this game. On to the next Saturday game. I think it's a tough matchup. We're going to go Padres-Dodgers. Yeah. Where are they playing at? Where who who's where? Who's it's home? against LA in it's LA. It's in LA. It's in LA. I think for that alone, I think that's what's gonna lead me to go ahead and pick the Dodgers here. I think had it been San Diego, I was gonna roll San Diego. Two very good teams. Uh, but I just think I think at home, I think the Dodgers are gonna have the edge here. Um, so for me, it's gonna be <clears throat> gonna be a great game, has a lot of great bats on both sides. Um Urias is gonna be pitching, he's a great pitcher. But I think tomorrow he gets rocked by the Padres, and I think the Padres end up winning that game. Okay. You know, I'm going to have to pay back on David on this. Um, I think Dodgers have been playing phenomenal in the past couple weeks. Um, I think they're going to finally hit a little little rock in the road there. I think the Padres take this easily 5-2. to two. Um, Rolling on to our next game, which is the Hot Braves versus the Blue Jays. Go Blue Jays. I don't really know who's going to win that game, but I think I'm just going to roll Blue Jays. F the Braves. That's what I'm feeling right now. Go Blue Jays. Let's go Blue Jays. Uh, It's going to be a really tough. Those are two really good teams. I agree. Um, As much as I hate to say as a Phillies fan, I do have the Braves winning. Um, So far, Elder is having a really good season this year. He has a 1.74 ERA. Um, And even with good hitting the Blue Jays team, I think he can still get it done tomorrow. So I think the Braves are going to win that game. I'm going to sit here and I'm I'm in agreement with Christian. I just can't go with the Bla- the Braves. I mean, they they're a phenomenal team. I just I don't bet in anyone in our division. So, I'm going Blue Jays. I think the, the bats get hot. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I really think it's going to be 7-5 as the final. Leading off into our last day, we're going Astros White Sox. I think Astros going to handle business pretty easily on this game here. Uh, I mean, I think we could probably see somewhere in the ballpark of like a, a six to two type game here. I think Astros going to take care of business very easily over there in Chicago. Yeah, we have a nice little rematch here at the 2005 World Series. Um, but unlike that World Series, I do believe the Strohs are going to beat the White Sox here. I just think they're just a better team. I just, I'm just going to go with them. You know, I, I want to disagree with you guys, but I just think that Astros are a better team. Um, you know, cheating involved. They know how to get it done. Uh, Astros take that game. Moving on to our next game is going to be the Rangers versus the A's. Uh, playing at the A's, I'm guessing. Playing in Oakland. Does that, does that matter? Yeah, right. So... 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I got to go Texas. I mean, Texas is one of the hottest teams in baseball. Well, not maybe not the hottest team, but one of, arguably one of the most surprising teams in baseball. Doing pretty well. That team's I – don't, I don't see them slowing down, especially not against the poverty franchisees. I, yeah, the A's are just an awful team. There's no way to go around it. I think the Rangers win this easily. And um, as a random bet here, I'm going to say that there's only about 3,000 in attendance for that game. And to put that in perspective, I think it holds like 42,000 in that stadium. I don't think 3,000 are going to attend that 3, game. So we're going to hold David. We're going to hold David to that. Um, you know, I'm going to have that surprising team. I think the A's might get it done. I think the fact that they literally sit there and put analytics into everything, I think the A's end up taking this at home, surprising everyone with the Rangers. Rangers are a great team, nothing against them. I think they, they end up taking this game. Um, moving on to our last game of Sunday, we all know them phenomenally. They're our favorite team. Let's go Phillies Rockies. What do we have going on? What game number is this of the series? Game three. Probably the last one. Yeah. That'll be game three. I think Philly comes away with the win. I think they'll win game one, lose game two, and take game three. Colorado's not that great of a team this year. I mean, yeah, I remember they lost a lot of key pieces not that long ago. They're not the same team that they were. I think I think Philly takes two out of three, and I think one of the other games that they take is going to be on Sunday. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you there. It's a Nola day on a Sunday. Um, I think Freeland is an okay pitcher for the Rockies. I think the Phillies bats will show up hot and ready to go. Um, I think Noel will have himself a pretty decent day. I'm going to give him a little one-run buffer there. I'll say the game is 7-3 and solely because I believe that the bullpen's going to give up some runs for the Phillies. You know, I'm I'm not going to disagree with you guys. Uh, as a Philly fan, um, it, it's really tough to go up against that offense. Uh, I don't think the Rockies match up based off pitching versus the offense. You know, Philly finally gets a decent pitching job. Uh and I say decent, meaning Nolan – or, sorry, Nola gives up three runs. I think the final is 7-3 Phillies on that Sunday. Um, and going into our tiebreaker game on Sunday, we're going Mariners-Tigers. What do we have as a final score? Oh, that's tough. I mean uh, – that... oh, You go, go Christian. You go, you go. Okay, I think for me, Mariners-Tigers, I have final score 6-4 to four Mariners. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Mariners are a really good team. I mean, I think Detroit's really surprising people this year. Um, if I were to take a guess, and uh, I'll go three one, three one Mariners. So I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off on that. Uh, I think Mariners are a really surprising team this year. I think they can get it done in any aspect. Um, based off of Sunday, I really think they get it done. Um, I think Mariners five, Tigers three. Um, based off this, uh, we're going to go ahead and whoever loses is going to be the person that has to shotgun a drink on Monday. So we'll, we'll finish it off of that, guys. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, hey, can, I, can I say one thing? Can I give a little live update here, boys? Yeah. Just so we know, right now with nine minutes, 39 remaining in the quarter, the Knicks are up 36 to 30. And I know we picked this game for this week. The Rays are up two to one on the Yankees in the bottom of the fifth. It's great, great pick. Um, 
Still not going to deter me on my hot take for next week. Doesn't matter. I really think that the Rays are really going to come out there and lose it next week. I think the Orioles might take it. Needless to say, needless to say, this is for all of our fans out there. I want to say cheers to everyone out there. All three of you. Thank you. Tune in. Tune in next week. We have a lot of picks. Tell your friends. Tell your mothers. A lot of hot takes. So hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you in the next one.